What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your gracious host. My name is Tariq Nasheed. Glad to have everybody tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Hit the like button. Hit that subscribe button. And let everybody know that we're in the building. While everybody's piling in the room, we're going to take another quick commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. So don't move a muscle. Let everybody know that we're right here live on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin, by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Check out the brand new documentary, New Orleans 2030. It's a documentary that talks about the wake of events following the Hurricane Katrina tragedy in the great city of New Orleans and how they experienced an abundance of gentrification, financial apartheid, corruption, and human displacement. And if these trends continue, it begs the question, what will the city of New Orleans look like in the year 2030? Director Tyrese Terrell McKnight interviews politicians from New Orleans and other people in this eye-opening documentary. Check it out right now on Woku.tv. That's W-O-C-O-O.tv and type in New Orleans 2030 right now. It's tax time again, so let the experts at Clark Pro Taxes make filing your taxes easy for you. They can prepare your taxes in person or virtually in all 50 states. Just snap a picture of your documents and leave the rest up to them. Let Clark Pro Taxes prepare your personal and business taxes. Clark Pro Taxes will not stop until you get your maximum refund. Go to ClarkProTaxes.com right now. Their calendars are open for the 2024 tax filing season. That's ClarkProTaxes.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at ClarkProTaxes. Check out the brand new novel, Low Hanging Fruit, by author Tyrus McKnight. Everything seems to be going wrong for 24-year-old Trenton Moore. Everyone close to him is either leaving or dying, but then he meets a 19-year-old Jessica Mars, who's a student who also does exotic dancing to pay her school fees. Can these star-crossed lovers find true love and happiness? Find out by reading the novel, Low Hanging Fruit, available right now at Amazon.com. Family, are you tired of going from site to site looking for children's books? Go to drbirdiebooks.com where we already have over 100 children's ebooks. 100 children's ebooks? That's going to cost a few hundred dollars. No, our ebooks start as low as $347 for a pack of 10 unique children's books. That's drbirdiebooks.com. Dr. Birdie Books. <clears throat> Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave an op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Old goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself. If you find that you need a little help, gotta stay ready. Ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogoonjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. But shot to the eye in them problems you having. Maximal strip hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogoon Juice and don't forget a shirt, man. You got to stay ready. That evil on lurk. Yeah. You are now tuned into the legendary OG. OG. Tariq Nasheed. I was up on this to all my friends. On Tariq Radio. Where is Tariq getting all this cash? Listen up, squares. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Tariq Nasheed. How y'all doing? I almost had a little technical difficulty there for a quick second, but I'm here. I don't want to be up here doing janky stuff. What's going on, man? 
How are y'all living, man? I hope you guys are having a great week so far. It's almost the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Let me make sure I'm sounding good. If I'm sounding good, if the sound is good, if my audio levels are good, everybody, give me a thumbs up in the chat room on the YouTube um, channel. If my sound is good, my audio levels are good, could y'all please give me a thumbs up to let me know everything is copacetic? We good? Because sometimes I'll be trying to multitask and the audio might not be right or whatever. So I just want to make sure. Let me know what's going on. All right. So we're good. There it is. There it is. There it is. Man, we got so much to talk about today. A lot of stuff we got to talk about today. And um, when we get to... Um, when we get to 3,500 people, I get on camera. I do that. When we get to, you know what? No. When we get to 4,000 people, then I get on camera. All right? When we get to 4,000 people, then I'm going to hop on camera and join the family. I'll hop on camera. Um, a lot of stuff we got to get into. Let's get right into the main topic. We're talking about the border battles right now as we know immigration is a real big thing they are flooding the zone allowing immigrants to come into the country to the point where it feels like an invasion and down in texas in particular a big flood of people rushing texas the governor governor greg abbott has been shipping people out of there sending them to democratic states and there's a lot of theatrics going on, and the um, Supreme Court has said, hey, you can't really stop some of these folks from coming in here like that, and you can't take down these barbed wires and all of that. And Abbott is kind of fighting back and pushing back, and there are some people in the dominant society who's starting to push back and say, hey, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We just can't have these open borders. A lot of us on the black grassroots, we're saying we ain't trying to do this open border thing. This ain't working for us because these folks are being allowed in here and you're dumping them right in black communities and it's causing havoc. Not only is it causing direct havoc because there, a lot of people are committing crimes from these places. We don't know anything about them. Um, a lot of our resources are being... Um, exhausted that we could use on some of our black folks who are homeless, jobless, need training, need reparations. So we're in need of the resources that our tax dollars provide for the, the government. We don't want our government um, tax dollars going to non-citizens who's going to come over here and be hostile to us. We've made it very clear. So down here in um, Texas at the border, the federal government and the state of Texas, they're like, hey, wait a minute now. There's like a little standoff type of thing going. Let me play a news article. Let me play a news clip where they're discussing this. All right. Hold on. Let me gear this up so we can get some clarity here. Y'all bear with me one second. Let me go to my B-roll footage. And here is a news clip about what's happening at the border down there. Hold on. A showdown at the U.S. southern border between local authorities in Texas and the federal government over how to handle the influx of migrants. We're here under the governor's order in order to, to, uh, to protect Texas. Texas Governor Greg Abbott continuing what's known as Operation Lone Star, a nearly three-year-old initiative to deter migrants from illegally crossing into the U.S., from adding extra troopers like Sergeant Cordova at the border, placing floating barriers in the river, passing laws that allow state and local law enforcement to arrest migrants who entered Texas illegally, and the latest, installing razor wire along the banks of the Rio Grande. Despite these obstacles, migrants like this man still trying to cross. He says he just wants to surrender and ask for asylum. On Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled federal Border Patrol agents could take down the razor wiring, the decision further fueling the divide between Texas and the federal government over who has the authority to secure the border. 
The Department of Homeland Security saying rather than helping to reduce irregular migration, the state of Texas has only made it harder for frontline personnel to do their jobs and to apply consequences under the law. Meanwhile, migrant crossings continue. We're getting high crossings from different, uh, different parts of the world. Just this past Monday, a law enforcement source familiar with the operations on the ground said Border Patrol agents apprehended about 4,000 migrants. Wow. Come on, man. 4,000 people? Whew. Wow, wow, wow. So this thing is serious, man. This is serious. Now, look, this was in California. This was in La Jolla, California right here. Now, look at this. This was in La Jolla, California. There's some people just pulled up on a boat. All right. All right. Look at that. Now, I understand these are military age men. They just bust up on the shore from a boat and just run into the neighborhood. Yeah, and left boat. Whose boat? Come on now. Somebody's funding this stuff. How you get a boat and they just leave the boat out there. All right. So, man, this is getting crazy. This is insane. Folks are just being allowed, and the operative term is being allowed. They're being allowed to flood the zone, ladies and gentlemen. And again, the operative term is being allowed, especially in Texas. You know, that's the hot spot. And the thing is, family, this is an invasion, but it's, a, it's an invasion that's being allowed. You know, they're going back and forth with the state and the federal government. But uh, but the bottom line is this stuff is being allowed. Let me show some more articles real quick just to drive my point home. U.S. Supreme Court says Texas can't block federal agents from the border. Um, what's this? GOP governor shows support for Texas in border patrol standoff. All right. So it's getting real heavy. It's getting very heavy. Family, and I talked about this before, why they're allowing this to happen. This is a desperation move. There's Look how desperate it is. This is a desperation move to allow these people to flood in here the way they're flooding. Now, why is that? Why are they allowing this to happen? Well, this right here, this is the reason why. Look at this. I want y'all to really look at this. This came out a couple of days ago. The U.S. black population grows by 32% in over two decades. In, well, in over two decades, reaching nearly 48 million, and I think it's more of us. But our numbers are growing naturally, while those in the dominant society, their numbers are dwindling. Now, they're letting all these people over here flooding the zone. Now look at this article in Texas. All right, look at this. The Texas teen birth rate rose for the first time in 15 years after the abortion ban, largely affecting Latinas. Hispanic women and teens delivered 84% of all additional babies in Texas from 2001 to 2000, or 2021 to 2022, all right? So they're letting you know what's what the deal is. They're allowing these folks to come over to boost up white numbers, all right? What they're doing, they're letting them over here. No, no, some people are saying the white folks don't want them over. No, no, they're, they're going to go through a hazing process when they let over these ethnic others, no, no, y'all better understand history. 
Understand history. This is history repeating itself. You'll get some groups who are white or stand by white. They come over. White society don't let them come in their neighborhoods. They always got to go to the black neighborhoods. They go through a little hazing process. They have to give up their former cultures, lighten up a little bit, start to speak English a little better. Then they get that um, white classification. They get the white certification. They get to be allowed into whiteness and boost up those white numbers. That's all this is about. This is to boost white numbers, ladies and gentlemen. I want black folks to be very clear on this. This is why black folks should not be celebrating this. People like Plies and others, black folks shouldn't celebrate this. This folks are coming over here to boost them white numbers. So these Hispanics, they're white enough. They come over, get the population a, a, a birth boost. Those offspring are going to identify as white, and that's going to boost those white numbers. The Italians did it. When the Italians came over, they weren't really considered white. They were called guineas and all of these other names. Then they allowed them into whiteness. The Greeks, same thing. A lot of these other groups. Yeah, Dr. Claude Anderson has been warning us about this stuff. This is to boost their numbers. This is something that we should not be supporting. This doesn't benefit us in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It is ridiculous and damn near suicidal for black people. I'm talking about foundational black Americans to be supporting this immigration invasion. That's absolutely asinine. Literally, we don't benefit from that whatsoever. Let's be real. We really don't benefit. This is a, a shoot, a shot in the foot for us. This just shoots us in the foot all the way around. And we see the resources they're giving these folks. Any black person celebrating this, we are looking at you questionably. We don't benefit from this at all. This harms us all the way around. It takes resources from us. We're getting flooded with folks who are part of the criminal class who we don't know anything about. And they're committing these crimes against foundational black Americans. And then after a couple of years, after they've eaten up all of our resources, they'll be looking at us talking about, hey, I came over with nothing. How come you're not doing as good as me? They'll be talking that stuff after we didn't sat here and helped them and our, and our elected officials. See, we're not playing that game, family. Somebody said black Americans voted for this. Well, no, there's, it's a different day now. It's a brand new, different day, ladies and gentlemen, and we're becoming more politically and culturally sophisticated. We're not going for this. And we're letting our black elected officials know, hey, you guys are going to have to get up on it. We're not playing these games with you. Now, I'm still planning on doing an event out there in D.C. I'm, I'm, I'm still kicking the idea around. I'm still leaning on a green light for it because I... I saw our brother Marcel and some other um, grassroots brothers and sisters out there in South Carolina um, pulling up on the politicians. They had some events out there and they were pulling up on them and then NAACP saying, hey, what's up with those reparations? We're keeping the reparations conversation afloat. And the NAACP kicked them out. They were making them leave and they were very aggressive to the brothers and sisters talking about reparations. But you had people out there, some Palestinian protesters, people protesting about Palestine. They were perfectly fine with that. So we need to have our own thing popping where ain't nobody putting us out and we can get with like-minded brothers and sisters who can boost that message of reparations and I think it's very important for us to get on out there to D.C. this June to have a reparations rally and a Juneteenth cultural event. Just tie it all in together. 
ladies and gentlemen. It's very important because it's getting real out here. The game is getting very real out here and we got to stop playing around. And the so-called black elected officials like the NAACP, they, they're listening to the grassroots. Family, let me show y'all this video the NAACP put out a couple of days ago because they hear us. They know what's up. They're listening to the grassroots. You better believe they're listening to you, family. They're listening to me and they're listening to you. They're studying what's going on. All right. We're at over a little, we're over 3,000 people. I get on when we get 4,000. Y'all give this a retweet. Y'all retweet the, the link for the broadcast right now. Share this, ladies and gentlemen. Give it a share. But let me show y'all this clip of the NAACP. This is what they put out. Now, this is them trying to address us. But the this little commercial they have, it's a pretty much it's a nothing burger. They're saying a lot and saying nothing. They're really saying a lot of nothing here, but they they have to address us specifically. Well, they're talking about black Americans, but they're not being specific enough. Hold on. Let me let me let y'all hear this because they know African-American ain't working. So they're trying to um, beat around the bush, but they they have to acquiesce. Hold on. Hold on. It's hold one on. thing to thrive, but it's another thing to do it for us. Oh, what does it mean to be black and thriving? It means basking in our culture, our unique influence, our rhythm of joy. Okay, boy, it's a lot of talking. What we getting? It means celebrating our community, our alma maters, our villages of pride and excellence. It means oh, hold, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I just caught something. Wait, wait. They keep saying our and we is. Some of these people look kind of tetherish. Is that a is that a white man or just a light skinned man in the middle? Okay. All right. Some of these people look Latinos. It's a lot of our and we in here. It means taking center stage, painting the town black, setting the standard on what it takes okay. to be bold, talented, and revered. It okay. Means putting Black America first. No need for beginner's luck. We. Okay. Been doing this. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Stop it. Culture for community. We stand in the gap. We stand firm in our contribution. What the hell are these two dads? What what is this? What in the two dads is this? See how they, they're throwing these little subliminals and symbolisms with all this other stuff? Past and present. No. We advocate. We represent. We recognize. You advocate for what? You represent what? You recognize what? Look at all of these nothing burgers. They're just saying stuff. And when we vote, we vote. No, 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 no. We have We represent. We recognize. And when we vote, we vote for what? Notice they haven't said what we're voting for. Just vote because they recognize. And no, 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 no. We advocate for what? NAACP? No, this is a nothing burger. We advocate. For what? We represent. For who? Who you represent? Wait, wait, and look at that. Cancel student debt. Look at what. No, 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 no. We didn't ask for that because canceling student debt, that's for everybody. Okay. They're trying to be slick. Hold on. We recognize. And when we vote, we vote and vote and vote again to make democracy work. No, no, we don't vote and vote and vote and vote again. That's that John Lewis stuff. We don't vote like you never voted before. No, vote and vote and vote again. No. Notice they're not telling us anything to vote for. And vote again. Oh, yeah, they got a a, a little trap beat that's going to, I guess, appeal to the the <laughs> the stimmy check crowd. To make democracy work for black America. And we make that happen because of you. Wait. 
That, does that look like a foundational black American, ladies and gentlemen? That's clearly not a foundational black American right there. The lady, I don't know, but the dude, no. Because of us, because of them, we make good happen for culture, for community. Boy, this is vague as hell. Ooh. Man. That was so damn vague. That was vague as hell, wasn't it? They That was a whole bunch of nothing. They just didn't say anything. We represent. We advocate. We see you for the culture. They just said a bunch of buzzwords that, that don't mean nothing if you don't put it in no context and then put a bunch of tethers on here. We see you. We represent. We is advocating for y'all. We hear you. That's why you's gonna have to get out here. If you want that stimmy check, you's got to vote and vote some more and then vote some more. And we is gonna represent because our culture is all that in a whole bag of chips. That was horrible. Is this supposed to be your black outreach? These folks invading our borders, y'all got job training, we, you got housing. Boy, y'all got a lot of very specific stuff for these people. We're going to have some free medical care. Tangibles. When these folks are flooding the zone, you're not giving them vagaries. You're giving them stuff that improves the quality of their lives. Very specific stuff. So when we're like, hey, give us some of them damn tangibles. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to give you diversity, culture, advocacy, representation. These are just ideals. These are not tangibles. You see? These are not tangibles whatsoever. So we're not going to play the game with these people. We're not playing those games. Good Lord, man, we got to get back out to D.C. Dude, we got to get back out to D.C. We're almost at 4,000 people. We're getting close. Like I said, when we get 4,000 people, then I'm going to hop on camera with the family. I'm going to hop on camera. Everybody give, the, um, give us the thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up, ladies and gentlemen. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Let everybody know that we are live right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, a lot of us, we're, we're, we're letting the dominant society know, hey, man, we got to get them tangibles. We're letting the Democrats know specifically because they're campaigning to get us to vote for them the most. So we're letting them know, hey, man, y'all got to come through with them tangibles. Y'all got to give us something. Since y'all want to have this black outreach, no, 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 no. Just do the same thing that you're doing for these other groups, do them for us. And a lot of black folks are like, well, I'm just going to vote for Trump. You know, if y'all want to do that, that's fine. But again, I'm, I'm not advocating for that either because Trump hasn't offered us anything. I mean, you know, they're parading around the, the Sambo class. Did y'all see your boy, Tim Scott? Tim Scott is really overselling the Samboisms. Boy, Tim Scott is really overselling it, boy. Let me play the, the latest Tim Scott. Boy, this... No, you, you, you don't overdo it like this. To the Tim Scotts and the, the Coon class, you don't really supposed to oversell the Samboan. Hold on. And I know most of y'all have seen this before. Hold on. Appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's good. that's why he's a great politician. Oh Lord, dude, come on, Tim Scott, brother, damn, Tim Scott, dude, boy, you are overselling the Samboisms, brother. It don't take that much, brother. When, when y'all oversell it like that, 
the white supremacists, boy, that makes them distrust you. They really don't trust y'all. When y'all, y'all, you think you're getting in good, but when you're overselling the Samboisms like that, that makes the white supremacists very, very um, skeptical of you because they know you're capable of anything. They know how they know you're being phony. All right, they know you're being a phony Sambo. They know it, but they know that they can use you. You can be a useful idiot to them. They know this. But dude, Tim, kind of pull it back a little bit. Yeah, they really don't like that when you go overboard with it because in to them, it's almost like you're being condescending to a certain degree because you're being so phony. You dig? Because you're being so phony, they're like, oh, look at this guy. Because they know you'll turn on them. You know, they know. They know if you turn on your the, the black community acting a damn fool, you'll turn on them, which is what happened during antebellum slavery. A lot of the black folks who were shucking and jiving and shuffling their feet, a lot of them turned out to be some big riders. You know, they, they'd be the main ones flipping and, you know, chopping them up at the end of the night. All right, we got 4,000 people in here. So there we go. Boom. Here I am on camera with the fam. How y'all doing, man? I'm in here. How's the family doing? I am up in here. Glad to see everybody. I am on camera with the family, ready to chop this thing up like we always do. And by the way, before I get go further, don't forget to get your root work, your root work deodorant at rootworkstyle.com. And don't forget to get the Hidden Heroes book from A to Z at hiddenhistorymuseum.com hiddenhistorymuseum.com that's where you can you can get that book you dig that's where you can get that all right um i saw something very disturbing on social media i want to show y'all something saw something that was disturbing to me i want y'all to peep this there was um a white dude, a white LGBT dude with a black baby that him and his husband, who's another white man, they adopted a black baby. Let me let y'all see this clip. Have y'all seen that clip? Let me let the family see the clip. This is interesting. Let me let you guys see this clip. This is very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Let me Let me get that clip for the family. I don't know where is it because there's a lot of stuff. Well, here it is, right here. All right. Now look at, listen to this real quick, family. Listen to this. This is this is interesting. All right. And a lot of people have kind of chimed in on this. All right. Hold on. All right, let me get my volume together. All right, hold on. Parents. Um, we have adopted a black baby. Her name is Zoe, and I don't know what to do for her hair. Um, I have this little brush. I have something from Shea Moisture. Um, I really don't know what to use, so please, any uh, black parents or anyone who knows what to do with black children's hair, please help me oh, in the comments. Oh, Lord. Thank you. God. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Oh, my freaking goodness, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Family, family, family. Family, family, family. Where are my parents out there? Boy, is that, don't that, don't that kind of make you cringe a little bit? A lot of people saw this and a lot of us, it, it, it's cringing a lot of us. Oh, God, man, y'all don't understand. This has triggered my anxiety. Oh, my goodness. Where do we start with this, family? Family, where do we start? Where do we start? It's so much to unpack here, family. Oh, my goodness, it's so much to unpack. Oh, goodness. Ugh. Number one. The baby's, what, seven weeks? The baby looks like a newborn. Uh, first of all, how, how do these folks get a fast track to our babies like this? 
miss me with that black folks don't want to adopt and all that. No, they, they prioritize these weird ass people to give our babies to them. Um, first of all, a baby that age, you don't need to do anything to their hair. Yeah, the baby looks like a, a real newborn newborn. There's nothing wrong with that baby's hair. First of all, what the hell are you talking about? What do I do with this baby's hair? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Well, I got some Shea Moisture <coughs> for this black baby. N nothing. You don't do nothing with the baby's hair that age. They don't need anything done to their hair. They don't need anything done to their hair. Lord, and he he's acting all he's the baby look baby hair is so soft. He's up here acting like it's just so hard and he got this hard ass brush. Oh goodness. Y'all don't understand. This has triggered my anxiety. Oh, he got this hard brush on this baby's head. What the hell? Dude. Hold on. Let me go back. Man, you, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me play. Let me, let me, let me go back again. Let me go back again. Oh. Um, we have adopted a black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know this this brush on this little baby's head. No. Baby, her name is Zoe, and I don't know what to do for her. No. Hair. No. No. Uh, right there, they're pulling the baby's good freaking grief. I'm. Look, I'm pulling the baby's uh, hair. Little brush. I have something. No, that brush is all hard looking. The brush looks hard. Um, I really don't know what to use, so please. Oh, uh, black he's holding the he's holding the baby like some kind of rag doll or something. Yeah, the baby has a soft spot, man. What to do with black children? Look, the baby. He, oh, goodness, the hole in the baby. Just weird. It's just weird, man. Tara, please help me in the comments. Thank you. Okay. Okay, you know it, it. This all of it disturbs me. Yes, it's like a yeah. It looks like a dog brush. What kind of brush is that? What the hell kind of brush is that? Yeah, yeah. What kind of brush is that? Oh man, he's tugging on that little baby's head like that. You're not holding the baby right. You're holding the baby like an object. Little babies like that, that's a newborn. Man, you, that baby has to be up on somebody, man. I'm a father. I got a house full of kids. Now, that baby, a beautiful baby. Boy, you... Mm, God damn, man. Just everything about that is cringe. Yeah, he's not holding the baby right. That baby has to be on somebody's chest. Poor baby. Oh my goodness! Wait, look at the the picture of the baby with with the dogs. Oh wait, wait, Nikki the God is showing me something. Hold on, beloved. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh God. Hold on. Oh, so there's other pictures of them. Hold on, my sister Nikki the God has some pictures. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me show. I haven't seen these. Let me see these pictures that our sister Nikki the God has. I'm. This is troubling, family. All right, these are some other pictures of this this couple. Okay. Oh, see? Yeah, they it's the it, it's like they treat the black children. They're like pets to these people. All right, now look at this is my sister Nikki just sent this. All right, so they got the dogs. Everybody's holding dogs and they're holding the baby as if it's equivalent to a pet. Oh goodness, Lord. Okay, so they the baby is like, oh goodness. The baby is like a pet. Hold on, let me wait, wait. They got the dogs down here. Good freaking grief. Okay. Oh goodness gracious, man. Oh Lord. 
Man, Lord, 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 Lord. God. Okay. Listen. Okay. That's them and the poor baby. The baby's. This baby is looking like somebody black. Help me. Poor baby. This baby is like somebody black. Help me. Listen. Listen, family. This is performative. Him getting on here. Listen, I have a black baby and I don't know what to do with this baby's hair. Oh, I got this black baby and I don't know what to do. This is them using the baby for material. This baby is being used as like a pet, a clout chase. They're using the baby. It looks like they're using this poor child for content. Um, hey, look at us. We're trying to go viral. We're two non-binary parents raising a black baby. Let me let me give y'all something. And then fidgeting around in this baby's hair. Family, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all about white supremacist society. Let me tell y'all something. Let me give y'all some historic game. I know it's disturbing, family. And us watching this, they're making it seem like it's innocent. And even in the comments section, there's some other white people. What, what are y'all black people so bent out of shape about? What have you been? I mean, he's raising a black baby. He's raising a baby. Nobody black would adopt it. I mean, come on. What are you so bent out of shape for? He's just trying to get information on how to do the baby's hair. This is the clout chase. Let me tell you something about that hair thing. Black folks, let me let me let me break something down to black people for a minute about the black hair thing. Let me tell y'all something, black people. Oh goodness. Yeah, just thinking about that baby. Listen, family. This whole thing, black folks don't adopt babies. Listen, we take children in all the time. We always take children in. Miss me with that. We take children in all the time. They they fast track these black children to these white families because they're in demand. A lot of these white families want these little black kids so they can treat them like pets. But let me tell you something, black folks, I want y'all to understand something from a historic standpoint. Historically, in white supremacist society, there's always been a superstition where they white people in the dominant society it's always said that it's good luck for them to rub the hair of a black person particularly a foundation of black american did y'all know that in white supremacist society going back centuries it's been a superstition that white people can get good luck by rubbing the hair of black people you understand? That's why this the, the guy in the video, he wasn't making the video for us. This was him showing out to his white buddies. Like, hey, look at me. You understand? Like, hey, 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 look at me, look at me. In white supremacist society, rubbing the hair of a black person is seen as good luck. A lot of y'all don't know that. Yes. I want y'all to Google that and look that up. That's been, it's good luck to rub the hair of a black person. Going back to slavery, they used to be very open about that. Um, early 20th century, man, um, the early baseball teams, If y'all, the whole concept of the bat boy and the water boy, it would be black people. They would have black boys. They would always have a black bat boy because the, the white baseball teams, they would get black boys and use them as good luck. They would rub the heads of black children to help them win the games. Oh, y'all didn't know that? Oh, that was big. Um, 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 a lot of these white ball players were infamous for doing that. Was, um, look up Matt Bats. It was a, a famous white baseball player. This was when baseball was segregated. Ty Cobb. Wait, wait, there's a video talking about Ty Cobb. How Ty Cobb, who was a, a famous white baseball player during the Jim Crow era, who was an infamous racist. He was, a, he was known for being racist then. 
his racism was on a different level. He didn't like Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth, people thought Babe Ruth was a Negro. But Ty Cobb kidnapped a black kid, an orphan, and took him on the road and they would use the black kid as bad as as good luck. Hold on, where's this? Hold on, let me show y'all that. Oh yeah, somebody, there's a TikTok video talking about Ty Cobb. Uh oh, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Okay. Hold on. Let me play this real quick. Look at this, guys. Hold on. Let me play this real quick. Listen to this. Hold on. Ty Cobb once kidnapped a homeless black boy. He kidnapped a kid because he believed that he'd be good luck. He would, like, touch the little homeless black kid for, like, good luck. He put him in a uniform. He called him Little Raskus. He uh... renamed this homeless kid. Then after like a after like a month or two, he was Dude. like, "This kid's bad luck," and just left him thousands of miles what? from where he picked him up. the Hall of Fame, but Pete Rose right. is it? Yeah. He made him sleep under his bed on the road. Oh, that's a tough. okay. So yeah, now these now these dudes here are kind of laughing about that. That's not funny. But see, yeah, they they're kind of cockeying and kicking about it. That's not really funny. That's some real sick demonic shit, and that's a part of their culture. They've always done that. There's always been this thing where. Um, in white supremacist society, rubbing the head of a black person was supposed to be good luck, especially a foundational black American. That's why they always trying to play in our hair all the time. Yeah, they think that's funny because they know what it is. That's why he, he even they're being on code. Yeah, he was um, rubbing a black person. No, he was rubbing his hair. It's all about rubbing our hair. They've been doing that for centuries. That was a thing. Rubbing the hair, the head of a black person for good luck, because during slavery, they saw that we had we were doing root work and we were tapping into nature. We could heal ourselves and they saw a power in that with us. That's when conjure was, you know, we were very open with root work and conjure and all of that stuff. So they saw the innate power that foundational black Americans had family. They looked at us and they said, these people who we are using all of our military might to subjugate, these people have survived us and our systematic targeting of them. These people have survived us throwing everything we got at them and they're still standing up strong. There's an innate power in these people. Your hair is is the antenna of your body and that's the conduit between the universe and melanin and your power. Your hair, black hair, is very important. See, we let them give us a complex. No, they know there's a power in that. So them looking at us, having that innate power that's just foreign to other people to withstand systematic abuse and still stand up to it. They study that family. That's something they study. They know there's something innate in us that other folks don't have. They know it. That's why privately, they'll talk that shit. All oh, They'll talk all that bullshit, but privately, ooh, nigga, what? Let me get some of that power, whatever you got. Oh, Lord, let me get some of it. They keep their hands in our damn heads, man. There's a reason why they always want to put their hands in our heads all the time. It's not just some random occurrence. They know that there's a power there and they want to tap into it. And they want to touch that hair. That's something that's prevalent in their culture. They don't like to say this openly, but touch, rubbing our hair, that's considered good luck to them. I want y'all to research that. That's an old trope with them. Them rubbing in our hair, that's one of the reasons why sisters back in the day would cover their hair when they went out. You know, you had the Ting, Ting Yong laws, Ting Gong, I, I forgot how you pronounce it, the Ting Gong laws, the Ting Yong laws, I forgot how you pronounce it, down in Louisiana where they made the black women cover their hair. The French and all of those people made the women cover their hair. But a lot of sisters would um, want to cover their hair because they didn't want white people just running up, grabbing and rubbing their hair. 
that was something to protect their hair from uh, random white people running up, grabbing it. Because that was another thing. They would love to rub and grab on the hair of black women all the time, too. That's why they would, those, those black maids in the house. They, they love having, they, they always have to have a black person in the house near them, at least once, at least one, at least one. They've always had to have one of us in their homes. Yeah, with head ties, yeah, that's why a lot of sisters would cover that hair. Yeah? Yeah, we, family, think about it. Do we ever think about touching their hair? Is that a thing? Like, black people, be real. Have you ever had a desire to touch the hair of the dominant society? Now, you know, people get weaves and all that, but even that, you flip it and you make it something fly. We have zero desire to run and touch their hair. You understand what I'm saying? There is zero desire to touch their hair. You think? In fact, some of us are kind of standoffish about their hair we don't a lot a lot of black folks mm, you know the hair gets too close you know, mm, you know mm. it, it, it's like uh, for real for real you think if you go to a hotel or whatever you see their hair on the shower you're like you, mm. you get you get you get repulsed a little bit some people get uh, what's that you don't want to touch it you start throwing water on it uh, put, put the shower head on it. You know, some people are like that. I'm, I'm not dissing anybody. I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just saying culturally, you know, that's how a lot of people feel. I'm not trying to do We have any white listeners in here. I'm not trying to dish you in your hair. Shout out to the white listeners we have in here. Yeah. But, but no, we, we have zero desire. We, we're not interested in touching their hair. You know, we, we're not interested in that. You know, in fact, we, we try to, you know, to be honest, kind of get away from it. If we see it in the, uh, what's that? It's, it's that we try to get away from it. But the minute they see, us, especially if we're by ourselves, see, they, they like to catch a black person by themselves. Like at your job, if you go natural off, when you go natural, like if you have a weave, they don't really, they don't really touch your weave. Understand? If you have a weave, they don't touch your weave, sisters. You sisters know what I'm talking about. Sisters, when you have some some tracks or a wig or whatever, they don't want to touch that. You go natural, you show up with an afro or some locks. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Can I wow look at that? Oh my God. They just gotta grab it. When you go natural, it just, whoo, my God. The, you then they got to get into that natural hair. They got to get the power of it. Boy, they got to transfer that power over to them somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, they do it with sisters and they do it with children. See, they used to do it with any black person, particularly old black men. They would do it with old black men. They would have a designated Negro. Some of these ball teams, they would have a, a Negro who would be the mascot. He, some black folks, um, there's a book There was a, in Texas. Oh man, there was a book that talks about, it was a brother, old black man who was the mascot of some football team down in Texas. And before the game, he would walk out there, bend over and let them rub his head. For good luck. There's some sick shit going on out here, man. So they would use old black men back in the, the old Uncle Ben's and all those Negroes. They would use them. After the 1960s, we say, hey, none of that, that. That's not happening no more. After the 1960s, we had the black power movement. Black people got real defiant. We said, hey, not only am I going natural, I'm going to go big natural. I'm going to have a big ass afro and I dare you to touch this afro. I dare your ass to touch this afro. You come over here. Yeah, my hair is real big now. Touch it and watch what happens. See, they weren't touching them afros back in the 70s. That's one thing you didn't see. The, the white supremacists weren't walking up on brothers touching them afros. They like, oh, okay. Well, that's too much power. Now he's going to use some of that power on my ass. Yeah. But yeah, they, they'll do it with children. 
that, I, I've had people do that to my kids. I'm like, oh, shit, hold on. If people see my kids, especially when they were young. Asians do it too, yeah. Oh, oh God, well, look at look at look at it. And they, they start rubbing the hair, and oh. Yeah. So, yeah, they love doing that to black children. They do that to black children now. You know? That's why we always make the joke about when women start bedwinching, the, the zaddies don't want you to have a weave. Like, oh, my God, take it out. I want your fro. They want to they wanna rub all up in your hair. You see these videos of these, these bedwinch videos? The zaddies are always messing around in the hair. The, the zaddies are always rummaging around in the hair. Remember Michelle Williams? They were clowning her from Destiny's Child. Her zaddy was playing all in her hair and doing all types of weird stuff. Yeah. But yeah, over in Asia, they got shops over in different parts of Asia where they make the, the Asian people's hair, they make the texture like ours. They have shops over there in Korea, China, Japan, all over Asia where they um, um, texturize people's hair over there, the Asian guy's hair, so their hair can look like ours. Yeah? It's an interesting dynamic. But they know there's a, a power there. See, they got us having complexes about our hair. No. Y'all stop letting them give us a complex. Don't let them give you no complex. They understand what the power is. The innate power. They understand our innate power. Yeah. Just like the movie Avatar. Remember the movie Avatar? They were connecting their hair to the trees and to, to nature and all of that. They understand that we have a, a certain connection to nature. They understand that. They understand that. They understand that we because of our hair and it's like our antenna it 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 taps us into different energies man they study this stuff black people they understand man your shit taps into a whole different energy source you see i really want us to understand the innate strength and power that we have especially as black people in general, as foundational black Americans in particular. You dig? I want us to understand that that energy and power that we have, we are told not to tap into it. Yeah, the nine ether, that nine ether hair. You dig? We have a conduit that gives us a certain strength and a resolve that a lot of folks just don't have. You dig? And they know that. The dominant society, they know that. They know that more than anybody. Because they study us. You best believe they study everything we do. You understand? And they really like trying it with us foundational black Americans. It's really us. They To really, really, because they know that we have a certain strength that other black folks around the planet don't really have. And, and, and that's not to denigrate. I'm not trying to denigrate nobody, but they understand us as foundational black Americans for us to survive every three, everything that they've thrown at us. There's something in here. There's something in our spirit. There's something in there that they've been trying to, they, they, they got to try to tap into it. They know it's something in here, particularly us. They know, they know we're different from other black people. Yeah. That's why us delineating has caused so much havoc with people. Notice us just saying, hey, you know what? We're, we're recognizing our own ethnic group. People are losing their damn minds. Oh my God, why, why? This is so divisive. Oh my God, why, why are y'all doing this? They understand because now when we start delineating, we're concentrating our power and we're recognizing our power and we're concentrating it on us first. That's what they don't want to do. They don't want us to do that. They're like, hey, these niggas are realizing who they are and they're realizing what their strengths are and they're getting codified with that power. That's going to be a problem. We got to bust that up.
y'all, y'all MAGA, y'all sound like MAGA. You know, they got to throw all of this bullshit at us, but they can't control codification. They can't control how we identify ourselves. That's why us, the delineation movement and us looking at our FBA lineage, they're kind of shaking in their boots. They don't know what to do. They can't stop us from recognizing our lineage. So that's why there's always this, this propaganda. Oh God, you guys are divisive. Oh God, why are you so divisive? We are all one people. Why are you? There's always this barrage of stuff thrown at us because, oh, don't let us get to recognizing who we are because we start consolidating that strength and focusing on consolidating that strength and building and using it to stay codified, to empower ourselves. They're like, that's, that's unstoppable. They know that's unstoppable. And what we do with our lineage, what we've been doing recently, we've been picking out folks who are not of the lineage, not letting them get a taint on us. You see, that's another thing they hate. See, they're, they're used to dumping folks on us and getting trash from other places and dumping it on us. And now we're saying, no, 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 no. We have a we have a cultural pride that we want to maintain. So if we have riffraps within our lineage. We're, we're going to have to deal with that, like the sexy reds. And we, we got to deal with that. But we're not going to deal with extra. So if there's riffraps from other cultures. You're not going to dump them on us. We're, we're taking those out of the mix. We're taking that out of the mix. That's why a lot of the, the tethers get upset when they commit crimes and we point out, you know, that person ain't one of us. Hey, that's divisive. No, no, it's not divisive. That person ain't one of us. All right. We're, we're not letting anybody dump any trash on us. All right. We're not going to do we all black when it's something negative. No, no, no. See, that's a part of having a cultural continuity where we don't let other people dump their trash on our culture because people don't let us claim none of their culture. So we're not letting other people do that with us. Yeah, we're saying, hey, hey, if you're doing something negative, uh, take that over there. That that person ain't with us. There was a story that came out um today, and there was some tethers who got mad because I pointed this out. This girl right here, this woman here, was doing some weird stuff on social media. This woman here, let me show y'all this. This woman here got arrested. Because um, she was um, torturing animals on YouTube for likes and views. And just the crime, I said, wait a minute. Mm, I smell Joel off. I, I, nah, this ain't one of us. Just the crime she committed. And Anigar Monsi, that's her name. So this woman is Liberian. This is a Liberian woman, a Liberian immigrant. This is her. So she got arrested because she was on YouTube doing like some fetish videos. A Pennsylvania woman, 27. Now, no, none of the articles mention she's Liberian, by the way. Nobody in the white media mentions that. They just show her face, show some crazy crime. Pennsylvania woman. We put two and two together to say, hey, wait a minute. This is a Liberian woman. This woman is not of our culture. So y'all need to specify that. She's not just a Pennsylvania woman. This is a Liberian immigrant. And no media articles mention that. So she was torturing animals. And let me show you. I can't show you, but I'll tell you what she was doing. This is her right here. She was gut animals. And it was a sexual fetish thing. And from what I understand, yeah, she would pluck the feathers off live animals. And uh, I think she she did some, some zaddy videos, too. Some bed winching videos with a zaddy. This woman was doing this as a sexual fetish. She was like, she would do these videos and like all these freaky white dudes would be watching and she would be making these sexual references when she's killing these animals. It was real weird. It was real weird. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, no FBA woman does shit like that. That ain't no FBA woman stuff. Yeah, she was doing some real weird ritualistic stuff by killing these animals, making these sexual references. So we're like, hey, no, this is a non-FBA, non-FBA woman. No, somebody talking about Liberians are FBA. No, they're not. No, they're not. Remember, Liberia, 
Um, you had some free blacks go over there from from here, but you had a lot of Caribbeans go over there and you had a lot of African people from different parts of Africa who was over there in Liberia. So no, Liberia is Liberia. And people are like, well, why are you specifying she's Liberian? Oh, why? that's divisive. No, it's not divisive. It's not divisive at all because when she was doing all that weirdo ass stuff, I mean, look at this picture here. Look at this picture. She has a Liberian flag in the back. All right. That's the flag of Liberia. So she was Liberian and proud when she was doing all that. Keep that same energy. All right. Still, when, when you get them charges, but represent your flag. All right. Represent your flag. Stay Nigerian. All right. Yeah, don't put that on FBA yet. It ain't got nothing to do with FBA. No, no, no. We're letting them hold their own nuts, and that's what it is. All right. We still rock with our riders. But people doing all of this riffraff, weird stuff, you're going to have to hold your own nuts. Anyway, man, let me get up out of here. We've had a great conversation tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go to RootWorkStyle.com to get your RootWork deodorant. RootWorkStyle.com, ladies and gentlemen. RootWorkStyle.com and go to Hidden History Museum. Hidden History Museum and get your um, Hidden Heroes from A to Z book. Get this book, ladies and gentlemen, and also make your weekly or monthly donation to the Hidden History Museum because that is an institution for us, by us, ladies and gentlemen. So definitely make your um, weekly and monthly contribution to that because that helps everything that keeps us afloat from the community. We need you and we need to keep this thing going. Um, also, I'm going to keep people posted on what we're going to do about the rally in D.C. If we do it, it will be in June. I'm still trying to finish microphone check. Microphone check. The film is almost done. So, you know, a lot of my energy is there right now, but I'm almost done. So now I'm I can have some free energy to, to focus on some other stuff. So now we're looking at D.C. and getting it popping in D.C. And we got to get a lot of support to do that, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, man, y'all have a great week. Go to HiddenHistoryMuseum.com. Papiakute and Lala Vuve to the family. You guys have a great week.